Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Do you have any sympathy for students today or do you think they are spoiled? And the reason I'm saying today is because UCD students, we spoke to them last week, are pitching their tents at the main gate of the campus as they fight a rent hike on campus accommodation. They say the increases are locking young people out of access to higher education and must be reversed immediately. The price of housing at the South Dublin University is to rise by 4% each year over the next three years. Uh, There was a rent freeze there for a while, but the Dublin University Students' Union says campus rents have gone up by 76% over the last decade. Uh, Well, like everything else, I suppose, like rent and mortgages and everything else, they're not unique in that matter. But anyway, earlier this month, uh, there was another protest where Students' Union President Joanna uh, Siwaska uh, said that the increases should be scrapped. At the time, she said, we will be rallying and demanding that the campus rent increases stopped immediately and that the campus rent decrease and rent freeze are introduced to help the students. We're also demanding that management implement a rental support scheme for students who are struggling in the private market. Ah, God bless their cotton socks. Look, I could ramble on about this all day. Many of you people are saying that students have no problem finding money for nights out and rag weeks in college or to go away on holidays once a year. And by the way, CSO statistics show that many college students drive to college on a regular basis. They can afford a car, but they can't afford to pay for accommodation. Most students are poor. It is part of being a student, I'm told. You struggle with your money because you're studying. It has been that way for decades. Why now do we have to fund them even more? They get grants to go to college. And if we were to judge our fees with, I suppose, the fees around the world, going to college in Ireland is very cheap in comparison. But it seems they want even more. Do you think they should get it? Or like many, do you think everything, they want everything for free like typical little snowflakes? So the question I want to know today is, do you have any sympathy for the students? Paul, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Paul? Niall, how are you doing? Have you sympathy for the students? Yeah, Niall, before I, before I talk about the students, can I just tell you that um, my wife and I have to have just had to cancel our holiday in Tenerife there today. Oh, no. So I'm out, I'm out all my flight money. Our doctor wouldn't let her travel because she's a kidney dialysis patient. So. Oh, I'm so, yeah, so you would be on the vulnerable list, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so. gosh. And, and because, she's, because she was, it was recommended for her not to travel because she's a vulnerable pe- person, uh, from that point of view, did the insurance company not listen to you? You know, as no, well? I was on to the insurance company, and they said that they, this virus was announced on the twenty second of January. So anybody that booked after that wasn't covered. Oh right, okay. So oh, there you are. Okay, oh. I'm so sorry to hear that, Paul. That's a bit. Of, uh, it's a bit yeah, of a loss yeah. and a bit of a disappointment for you and and your is, wife as well. It is, it is, it is. Right. but not to worry. Anyway, students, um, or the 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 of my life, students. <laughs> Um, I let, let me tell you, I, I where I lived to previously, where I am now, there was a house rented across the road to students. They were all day out in the front garden drinking cans, and then as soon as it got dark, the, uh, the taxis arrived to take them into town. And this was every five nights a week. Yeah. So I don't know where they got time to attend class or study. That was all going on all the time. Also, I, I worked on a door, on nightclub doors for 15 years here in Galway. I was a DJ in the nightclubs for many years, and I used to see the students in yeah, all yeah. the time. Student all nights. the time, all the time. Yeah. And whereas the, the, the hard-working man, he was lucky if he got out the weekend, you know? Yeah, yeah. The students don't so, seem to... I mean, any time we ever had a student night, I remember I used to do the mantra out there, Minute. Um, yeah. I, I used to do them up in Dundalk and Club M in town and any student nights we had they were always 
jammed. Jammed. Yeah, all are jammed. And always full of very drunk individuals. So there was oh, no yeah. problem spending money. There's a, there's a, there's a day, a day out here for students in Galway. It's just gone by there a few weeks ago. It's called Donegal Tuesday. Right, okay. So I think Donegal students start the whole thing. And it's a whole week of drinking. And there's queues. There's a one particular pub to go to here in Galway. And there's a queue about 500 yards down the street waiting to get in in the morning before it opens. Well, I know. Well, I wouldn't. Oh. That doesn't surprise me. But see, my problem is they're whining about the price of accommodation, which is subsidised yeah. accommodation, by the way, by the state anyway. And their yeah. and their college fees are subsidised by the state. If they were living in America or the UK, for example, they'd be paying ten times as much, right? Oh, so, yeah. But the whole point of it is, is that you know when I was a young fella, uh, when I was twenty years of age, and I ended up going to college at night because I wanted to work during the day to to pay for it, right? But I mean, we had the same problems, yeah, which yeah. nobody helped us out. No, and I, when my mortgage was increased, I, I had nobody to turn to. to yeah. To, uh, and I worked two jobs for 15 years, and my wife... That's it, get over it. Get out and yeah. get a job. Get, get, over, and get a part-time get job. And, and, yeah. and also, and also um, I find that uh, most of them are driving cars. Here, here in, I live near the, the region, um, GMIT, the technical college here, and there's two big car parks in the college. They're full of cars. They've rented out the grounds of the Gall Regions Rugby Football Club to park their cars there. So, yeah, and and but I see so statistics show that a lot of students now do drive to college, and every day nobody drove to college. Just thanks for that, Paul. Sorry, but okay, all right. right, all right. So, and I hope you managed to get to get away somewhere else, maybe, Paul, uh, which well, you're a good I, lady I, wife. I'd say, I'd say all that's left now is the hinge. Oh, stop. Well, it could be worse, I could yeah. suppose. All right, listen, thanks for that. Uh, walk into any college campus these days and you uh, can't move for them all clad, head to toe in designer gear, clutching their expensive iPhones. You've got a really good point. Mm. Maura says those students would learn more listening to Niall in college. You're right, Maura. They would. Anthony, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Anthony? Hi, Niall. How are you? Maybe I'm wrong. Have you got sympathy for the students? Absolutely none whatsoever. I'm trying to find somebody desperately with sympathy for the students. I'll give them first preference on a call here today, by the way. We'll go on. I grew up in a student area and I'm living in a student area now at the moment. And it's literally about a two-minute walk into UCC from where I'm living. Mm-hmm. And 90% of the old private houses that families would have lived in are taken over by students. Yep. They all have cars even though there's just a two-minute walk down to the college, like less less than two minutes, you could actually spit spitting distance to get into UCC. And they're pitching up their tents down in UCC as well. Tonight, every Thursday night, as anybody in Cork will know, is always the worst night. They're all out. They all have money for taxis. They all have money for prinking. Prinking? Drinking, yeah, pre-drinking, getting oh, the drink from the pre-drinking. off Pre-drinking, all right, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. Then I, I never taxi, heard that term before, by the way, prinking, but go on. Yeah, prinking, yeah, yeah, pre-drinking. Yeah. And then the taxis start arriving at about 11 to go to the nightclubs. Right. And then you might get some sleep, and then at about from 3 to 4, then when the nightclubs close and the taxis are coming back, all the racket starts again. Right. So... I'm sorry if you can afford all that. And most of them do have cars as well, I have to admit. Yeah. No, they do. do, But according to stats, they do have cars. Most of them do have cars. 
I but, don't but know their why argument, they have tariffs. But I mean, uh, I, look, I don't want to sound one-sided, but their argument is they're being priced out of it. That, you know, when you're paying €800 Euro for a single, you know, bed accommodation in UCC, which by, or UCD, which, by the way, is subsidised by the state. Obviously, I mean, a lot of people will get student yeah. loans and stuff like that as well, or student grants, should I say, not loans. I mean, it's subsidised by the state to some extent. They're saying they can't afford any more, and they're, they're upset by the increases of 4% a year over the next three years. Well, I think they all need a good kick up the backside, to be quite honest with you. And I think if I had my way, if I was the Minister for Education, I'd have it like the UK, like Australia, like everywhere else in the world. If you want a third level education, you pay for it and you pay back for it. You don't expect your parents to pay for it or the rest of the country to pay for it. You pay for it yourself. Mm. And if they had to pay for it themselves and pay it back, they'd respect it more. But that's, that's been my mantra all along. Give them the money and let them pay us back when they're, when, once they're qualified. Yeah. yeah. Student they'd loans. respect it a lot more. They'd respect it a lot more. And I guarantee you they wouldn't be going out half as much and they wouldn't be driving around in cars and having a fancy, swanky lifestyle. They have a better lifestyle than most people that are working. Okay, well, hang on. Let me go to Patrick. Patrick, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Patrick? Oh, you know, yeah, I would agree with everything that they uh, caller there just said there. And even in other countries, like, they go as far as when they do get the education, they get the job. They then contribute back to their family who support them while they were doing that even. And that, like, maybe countries like Philippines, whatever, the ones with the education would support the other ones along the way, maybe. But mm-hmm. here, maybe they've been getting it too easy, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Inga's text in says, Niall... Uh, not all students are spoiled, including my two sons. Weren't you saying for years you paid for your eldest boy to go to college, uh, Inga? Uh, absolutely, Inga. Uh, it was like whatever three thousand six hundred a year for four years. I paid for him to go to college, and but I'm not. I know I spoiled my children. I'm. I'm not. I'm not crying about that. I didn't want to pay it. I didn't. I couldn't really afford it. I'd be honest with you. Mm. But that's life. You know, I that's did. It. I did pay it, but I probably should have, as some people told me to told him to pay for it himself. You know, get out there and get some... But now, in fairness, my son is not a drinker. He doesn't go out to clubs and pubs. But he was driving a car while he was in college. So, you know what I mean? I I just believe that nowadays, comparison... Do you think it's easier, Patrick, for students nowadays, or was it easier for us back 30 years ago? Nope, it was never any easier now than what it was back then. It's just a matter of maybe they've gotten more accustomed to a different lifestyle and they so you're saying they're spoiled. Work. Well, they're more spoiled now than what they would have been, you know, back in the day. Right, okay, they're okay. Totally spoiled. If you get something for nothing, you're not going to respect it. If, if there's a price on something, if you're going to get four years of a third-level ed- education, which is a privilege in itself, you should have to pay for no. it yourself. You shouldn't expect well, your parents... Well, you're the one who's going to benefit from it, yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't expect your parents or the rest of the state to pay for it. Well, well, it is more your parents' responsibility than it is everybody else's, in fairness. Hey, no, sorry I can't come on, but uh, I was working in DCU yesterday, uh, on a Wednesday, obviously, and it was about, about half three, four o'clock when I went in, and as soon as you go in the door, you look to your left, there's a pub, and the pub was absolutely packed. And as well as that, I work full-time, pay... 15, 15, 1600 quid a month in rent, no help from social welfare or anything, and I'm broke at the end of the week as well. Joe, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Joe? Hi, how Hi. are you? You feel sorry for the poor students? 
A little bit. I've been one. And We've all been one. Yeah, but like in in my country things are slightly different. Not every it's a different culture as well, but not every student works unless they really need it. Well that's most the way of, it is here too. Most of them do, but some of them Most of them don't. over here scrounge off their mother and father. And most like the things that they have, it's because their parents provide them. Okay, so why are you saying it's them. different? That's the same as here. Well, it depends. Like, we don't have as, like, students back home don't have as many cars or, you know, as many free things. Um, okay, so it's, but so they, they, they have to suffer to go to college and get an education. I don't think, I don't, I don't think that just because they are studying they shouldn't have a bit of free time as well. And but they have plenty of free time. And not leave. But I, hang imagine. on, hang on, Joe. They're not living on the streets. It's you know, like they have a bit of free time. The they're going out drinking on a regular basis. They're driving cars, a lot and of them. Those, and those things are usually their parents' money. Okay. Well, why do you want and me to pay for it? So I, I feel sorry for the <laughs> parents that have to pay extra Rent. Know what I mean? Well, with the greatest respect, I moaned about it a bit when my son was in college. But I decided to have children. It's nobody else's fault that I decided to have children. No, but education, I think that education should be accessible for everyone. It is accessible for everybody. Who is it not accessible for? Not really. It is. I mean, if you don't, if you're a parent and you earn less than, I think it's 34,000 or whatever it is per year... Um, or you have less disposable income than 34000 your child can apply for a grant. So it is, except there's, there's nobody, as far as I know, nobody in this country is omitted from going to college because of money. That, for example, secondary school in my country is extremely expensive. The books are extremely yeah. expensive. It's not really free. It's not free. No, nothing in life is, is free. Not free. And not every person can afford to pay for it. I don't think that's the case here. If you're a student in this country who has no money and your parents have no money, you will get a grant. Yeah, maybe here. But okay, like, so, so we'll let, we'll, now with the greatest respect, Joe, we're not talking about students in Portugal. Uh, so I know, so do you feel I sorry feel, for the students here when they're getting nearly everything given to them? I feel sorry for the parents that have to put even more money into accommodation, mm. into everything else they're already paying. I feel that it's it's not even for the students. It's a stretch for the parents. Oh, I agree. That are it, is, it is a bit of a stretch for the parents, but such is life. That's the way I look at it is. Such is life. Yeah. Oh, it was the, always that way. <laughs> but I don't think it should be. Okay, we'll stay there for a second. Let me go to James as well. James, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, James? Not too bad. How are you? Good. James, do you feel sorry? Joe feels sorry for them. And the, would you feel some more sorry for the parents? Yeah. Uh, well, no, I have to look at it in a different perspective because... As you said, we have uh, subsidies for people who are on low income and they get their children will get subsidised through the college. Susie grants, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And the other thing is we shouldn't have everyone in college. We have a lot of people going to college who have no business being in college. As you said, there's a quite a high rate of dropout. And when you factor in that the average graduate uh, earns about 45000 after graduation as opposed to a non-degree holder who would be on about 30000 they're already on 50% more than the average person. Yeah, so it pays to have an education. Yes, absolutely. Yes, of course. So, you know, you go through a couple of years of, you know, if anyone wants to better themselves, you've you got a bit of hardship and struggle, that builds character. 
and then you end up earning a bit more money. Well, of course, a degree is currency. It's like currency. And the, the latest statistics from 2019 now is that 90% of graduates uh, end up in a job in their field. So, again, we, want to have, we don't want everyone going to college and then having people drop out. It makes no sense. If, if you subsidise it across the board, you're going to have people who have no business going to college. Well, you, but, and you're right, and we already, we already, if you compare it to, say, 20 years ago, we already have an awful lot of people who go to college because their mates are going, because their parents want them to go. They'll pick a course they're probably not even interested in, the arts, for example, or philosophy, or whatever it happens to be, which will have no bearing on their future whatsoever. They'll drop out after two years and just wasted loads of money. Yes, and, and the other thing as well, um, when you look at that, like we're not looking about um, people, say, doing apprenticeships. And, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of talk of people go to colleges that do these uh, wishy-washy gender study type uh, courses that are not based on reality. Whereas certain people going to college will be better off uh, learning a trade. You know, there's, there's always a place for academia and people of academic um, nature, but it, it, to, to have everyone across the board say that they're entitled to, to go to third-level education, the third-level education should primarily because people are going to be successful in their intercourse and go on in their field, not just for someone to dilly-dally in the arts for a year or two and drop out. And the subsidies that were paid through taxation mm. would end up being lost in that individual. It would stay there because, Matt, you believe we're all being too hard on the poor students. <laughs> a little bit, I do, yeah. <laughs> are you a student? Um, I'm not, no. I was, no, I was I'm, just wondering, did you have skin in the game? All right, but go on. <laughs> uh, I'm not, no. My, my eldest daughter is in, is in university right now. Now, we lived for a long time in the UK. So um, she did her A-levels and, and got into um, a great college over there to study psychology. Now, your, your caller earlier on had said you should do what the UK do and start charging. My, my daughter's going to be 21 now in May, and she's going to leave university with a 55k debt that needs to be paid back, right? Okay. Um, I went to school, I went to, to, I went to school, I worked with a lot of lads in the UK, obviously, who, who had that forced upon them, and the repercussions of that debt are massive. Now, you talk about paying the state back and all the rest of it, yeah, I get that, right? You have to be put money back into it and stuff, and you don't get anything for free. But these guys are in their, in their late to mid or mid to late thirties and they're still struggling to get a mortgage because of that debt hanging over their head when you count in the affordability aspect of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, sorry, James, you want to say something to um, us? Yeah. yeah, I happen to know in the UK, um, you don't actually pay back student debt if you, say for example, you, t- you do a course and you don't end up getting a job that's higher than 25,000. Uh, that, that debt actually gets written off. So there's actually inbuilt mechanisms in the system that if you're not successful with your education, so you, you don't become a high earner, you actually don't pay back the, the, uh, the student loan. They've definitely changed that now. They've brought the cap down to no, 24 grand a year as far as I'm aware now. They actually increased it from 21,000 to 25,000 there uh, quite recently, I think last year. And I'm assuming if you only earn 30 grand, you're, you know, obviously the repayments would be a lot well, less than they were if you were well, earning 50. Well, no, no, it would be, yeah. It's, it's, it's basically a certain percentage of your salary comes out then every year. But again, like... But I mean, that, but yeah, that's common. I mean, with, with respect, Mass, they do that in America too, and they do it in many other countries. It's common practice. I do. But if you look at how much we... Ta- like, you look at the... Like, I'm 38 now, right? Yeah. Um, I know you do the maths of a 21-year-old daughter. Don't worry about it. But anyway, right? Um... 
You're a busy when, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you look at, at that generation now, right, even even me, we've moved home, we're back home about three years, we're still struggling to, to, to get onto the property ladder and buy a house, right, in the way things are. Now, we've got money in the bank, we've gone through the, the affordability stuff, it shouldn't be too much longer. But I look at guys now who, who are my age who are still renting and, and paying the high taxes that we charge over here and everything else, and you want to put an education bill on top of that, I don't agree with it in any way, shape, but, or form. But you're making it out like th- this kind of bill or this kind of hardship is something new, and that's what they're suggesting today in UCD by pitching these tents all over the place. I mean, that hardship was there 30 years ago. Students, as I mentioned, went to wrap mines and stayed in a bedsit and paid 250 a week or a month for a bedsit, right? But at the time, their parents were only earning two or 300 a week. Um, they were earning a part-time job, maybe £4 an hour, um, you know, a third of the minimum wage now. Uh, so in real, in real terms, it was exactly the same. Everybody went through the same hardship. It was and it wasn't on oil and fairness. Like what part wasn't? Well, I didn't have a car when I was a student. 20, 30 years ago, you could have had guys in their early 20s, mid-20s, who could afford on a single salary to get a mortgage and get on the property ladder. That won't happen. No, now. come on. Come on. Actually, no, no, hold on a second. Up to the age of 23, well, up to the age I was 23, there's not a chance I could afford a new car or anywhere close to it. There was not a chance I could afford to go on a holiday to Spain or, you know, or do all that and go to college at the same time. I couldn't afford it. I couldn't be I out every agree, weekend. I do, agree with, I do agree with most of some, some of the stuff that's been said here in the fact that you know, Their lifestyles have changed. Very, yeah, lifestyles have changed. And to yeah, well, a certain well, degree, well, parents are spoiling kids to a certain degree Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. But I, don't, I do believe that education... A bit of sacrifice should, is what I'm saying to I Matt. do believe that education should be free. Now, I was so... Why do you believe that, it should be free? You, it can't, education can't be free. So I, I work oh, can I ask that gentleman a question? Yeah, we, sorry, James, go ahead. Sorry, I, well, I didn't catch the gentleman's name. Matt. Matt, how are you doing? Um, Matt, yeah, no. when you say education free, do you mean anyone, anyone in the country who's 17, 18 should be able to go to any course that they so wish? Like, for example, you'd have a, a ton of children going, to, say, towards something like education, uh, engineering, or medicine, and they've no business being in that field. And then what happens? They end up dropping out. And you've caused a massive uh, burden on, on taxpayers. So there's, there's a ton of children out there who have no business being in um Academia. It doesn't mean that they can't go down a different route and be successful. Apprenticeships or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I agree or to no, point. No. I agree to oh, no, no, Let, let him finish. No, hang on, let him finish, James. Finish what you're saying. I just want to put a caveat. I'm the same age as that gentleman. I'm, I'm actually studying on my third degree currently. Now, this one's been funded by my job. My other two previous by myself. So, like, if you want to go out there and work hard, you can. You know, you don't always have to take the traditional routes through uh, academia. There's lots to be said for going in and working hard in a company, being entrepreneurial, as I said, all the various different um, trades and things like that. You don't have to go in. There's a pressure on, societal pressure on children to be told, oh, you must go to college to be successful. You must be an engineer, a doctor, a nurse, or whatever the field. The, the kids, nowadays, a lot of them shouldn't be going to academia because it's actually diluting the courses down. The courses have been uh, dumbed down uh, systemically in the last number of years. Okay, well, okay, well, Matt, if you want to respond to that, the idea that you would have free education only encourages people to waste taxpayers' money. If if something is free, people don't have the same respect for it. If you have to pay for something, you would be a little bit wiser in the choices you make. And, you know, some people are, you know, James is 100% right, they're not ready for college. An apprenticeship no, would be far better for them. No, but has the workforce not 
almost forced that on people now though. Like if you look at any jobs going out now, right? Now take the trades out of it, say for argument's sake. Even but, 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 why are you taking the trades out of it? Well, okay, so if you look at, say, any of the tech companies now at the moment, right? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, if you want to be a tradesman, you're going to have to have a degree. You have to have a degree. Yes, I know. Tech companies look degrees, yes. And it doesn't matter what degree it is, you have to have a degree. Yeah, they're looking for post-grads. I know, I understand, yeah. Yeah, so we've almost forced this thing onto them. Now, I do agree what the gentleman was saying beforehand, right, in that some people aren't academic, but I I actually think there should be a change in in how education is taught in the first place. Well, that's a whole, a whole different debate and I wouldn't disagree with you on that, by the way. You should, we should be focusing on people's talents and people's yeah. strengths, absolutely. But I think, absolutely, I think, I I think you, but won't, you both make great points, like, but the only point I would disagree with you on, Matt, is that education can't be free. Uh, up to, obviously, uh, for, you know, primary and secondary education, of course, should be. But when you go into college fee, I mean, what you're doing then is improving your possibilities of earning more money for yourself, not for the state. Yeah, the state gets a bit of tax out of you for a few years, but we've just paid for you for 18 years and we're going to pay for you again when you're 65. So we've got a a short period of time to earn a bit of money out of you tax-wise. We're never going to get all that money back, realistically. So, I mean, what you're doing is improving your possibility of you earning more money. So this argument that, oh, they're the future of the country, it's a nonsense (laughs) argument. It's down the rabbit hole. Well, it's, oh, not the actually, it's not an answer argument because if you actually look at the UNESCO report, right, um, and what the government says now in, in, in that there's, there's basically there's three main aspects to education, three outlooks on it, right? Um, you've got a society outlook, you've got a cultural outlook, and then the most important one is the economical outlook of it, right? So there's, there's no arguing the fact that a good education and good educated people will have an economic input onto the country. All right, listen, have to take a break. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Good point. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. Hi, Niall. I think it's a little bit unfair for people to be giving out about students going out and having fun. I mean, it's a rite of passage. It's what every student does. It's a time of your life where you're exploring who you are and finding out who you are as a person. So I think students can go out and have fun. Um, a lot of students then do work at the weekends to support their lifestyle during the week when they're going out. I know I did when I was in college. And um, now I'm 32 years old and I'm going back to college to become a paramedic. And I have to pay seven and a half grand a year. I have to pay the full fees, but it's what has to be done. I'm working now to save up for it. And yeah, um, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is, and I'm not disagreeing with you, by the way. Let me go to Joanna Sivierska, who is the uh, UCD Student Union President. We spoke to her last week. Joanna, how are you? Hi, Adam. Grant, Grant. Good, and I think I got your <laughs> name right today, did I? You're good, yeah, yeah. We're getting there, we're getting there. Ah, Jesus, did I get it wrong again, <laughs> did I? You're getting closer. We'll chat again next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, okay. Yeah. I thought it was like Sivierska. No. Sivierska. Yeah, there's a bit of a roll in the tongue in the middle there, mm. is there? Right, That's okay, I get you, okay. <laughs> okay, you guys are pitching the tents. Now, we talked about this last week and the reason why you're doing it. Uh, mm. What has been the response to your protest so far? Um, very positive. So, I'm literally looking at the protest right now. We're at the top of campus and we had a good response both from staff and students today. Um, now, the reason why we decided to pitch the tents this morning is I've been speaking with, with management for the last couple of days. I met with the president of the university yesterday. Um, and, we, and, you know, we discussed our differences. We discussed where, where we agree and where we disagree. And certainly the rent increase is something that, that we're protesting as a student union. And, you know, we're not only frustrated that the decision was made without us and without listening to us, but we're incredibly concerned uh, about, you know, pursuing rent increases on a year-by-year basis in the middle of a housing crisis. Uh, management uh, 
don't agree with us. They think they're fully justified to keep going with this agenda and they, mm-hmm. they wish to proceed. And look, there's, I've, I'm, I've been at the table, I've presented the arguments, I've been so doing well, it. What's, well, if that's the case, long. if management are going ahead with it and they're saying, mm. look, this is, this is what we've got to do, this is the way it has to be. So what are you suggesting? Are you suggesting that then the government subsidise it even more? Because it is already subsidised by the college. But are you, are you suggesting the government subsidise it even more? Not to sub- hang, hang on, there, there isn't a question of subsidising it even more. At the moment, government funding for higher education has been critically low for a number of years now. Ah, would you Usually stop, it's, Joanna? It's 67% private, it's look not a much, look, look how much third-level education costs the state every single year, comparison to other countries, for example, well, who would have higher fees. You- if you compare the Ireland after Brexit is going to have the most expensive fees for students uh, in in the European Union, our government uh, has one of the lowest funding levels. If you look at the percentages, and you you look across European countries. But you, but you know why um, that is, Joanna? You know what the problem is? Is the problem is we're a small island country, right? And we always have been. We always on. we always have a problem hang in this. On. Well, no, 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 let me finish what I'm saying. Is, okay, so right. We'll always have a problem in this country where students will train to be teachers or nurses or doctors or whatever it happens to be, right? And as, as soon as they, they're trained and ready to go, a lot of them leave the country, travel the world, get a job in Dubai, get a job in the Britain, in America, Canada, Australia, whatever it is. So we've always been a country where people leave and then they might come back to us in nine or ten years to start a family or whatever they want to do. That's the kind of country we've been. So from that point of view, it's difficult for us to subsidise everything. Now, we do subsidise college fees. Mm-hmm. College fees generally speaking, are in around three and a half grand in this country, depending on which college you happen to go to. If you were to go to, say, the United States, I know mean, I'm using the United States as an example because they are the very expensive one, you could, for one semester, you could be paying $50,000. So, there's a, you know, there's a massive difference in what we pay and what other countries outside the EU are paying for a small island country. And, I mean, Joanna, when I went to college when I was a young fellow, right, you stayed in the bed sitting rap mines. It cost you two fifty for the month, right? But my parents mm. would have been only earning two or three hundred quid a week. My dad earned two or three hundred quid a week. If I got a part time job, I'd be lucky to get three pound an hour because that's what you would have got thirty mm. years ago. So if you match like with like, it was just as tough for us then. Well, if if if, if we come come back for a moment about what the action is about today, what we're talking about is rent increases and asking students and their families to pay over a grand a month or because that's what what the situation will be like for the average bed on campus if this twelve percent goes ahead. And we're saying that it, for a public institution that's a that's an incredible amount of money to expect when we should be trying to be accessible to everyone in society, uh, not just for those that can afford it. That's what we're talking about today. Now when it comes to funding for higher education um, indeed, our fees are lower than the United States, but my goodness, that is not something we should be aspiring towards in the slightest. Education is a public good, and that's what I was arguing last week, and I stand by that. It's also a personal good too, isn't it? Mm. Uh, education helps us to, you know, higher, higher education helps to have better jo- job prospects, etc. Absolutely, but also have a better job prospects, us being, ha- us being happier, mobile in the labour market, and us being well, able about, to okay, pay taxes well, and give back to society. Okay, well, then what about the a student loan? In a huge amount. Okay, student well, loans are not the answer to this crisis, right? Why not? They require a massive upfront payment by the government. Um, they put but the government might not there. mind so much giving you the money if they thought they were going to get it back again. But, they put pressure on students to go for those courses that will give them, you know, a job and they'll be able to, you know, pay the loan back later instead of letting them pursue what they have a passion for and what they want to study. And third of all, look at the loan that has been paid back in the UK. But Joanna, what you're saying to everybody listening... But Joanna, what you're saying to everybody listening is you want it for nothing. No, what I'm saying is I want higher education to be accessible. 
for anyone who has the ambition and the drive and the grace and, you, you and the tell me, to You do tell it. me who in this country who higher ed, where higher education is not accessible because the majority of people who want to go to college in this country, I would actually say anybody who wants to go to the college in this country um, can who can't afford it can get a Susie Grant. I know it doesn't cover everything. I'm well aware of that, okay? But that's it exactly. Okay, it, it but, but, but hang on. But still, so your, your parents might have to put a few quid to it. Okay, they, you know, they're your children. Uh, they've put a few quid to it. I had to pay my son's college fees for four years, three and a half grand a year. It's a lot of money. I didn't want to pay it out. It left me a little bit skint uh, on the odd month, but I had to pay it. That's just the way it has to be. I mean, because it is for your own betterment that you go to college because then you have earning power as a postgrad when you get out and you go into a tech company you're going to earn 40 grand rather than 25 or 30 grand. I think we're disagreeing here, Niall, on what the purpose of education is and why we should be investing in it um, rather than seeing it as, you know, this, this cost that, that just, you know, that disappears from, from the government budget. Education is an investment and there are, there are young people who, because they live too far away from, to commute and can't afford to pay rent on top of fees uh, and on top of living costs, who won't be able to pursue it. And it is a right of theirs to be able to do that. And that is an investment, which means well, that when they then okay. go off... And education is a right. Education, uh, third-level education is not a right. I don't believe it's a right. I think first, I think primary school, secondary school is a right, always has been. Third-level education is not a right. It's a privilege, isn't it? Well, I would... I would disagree with you well under the current under the current structure for some students unfortunately it is a privilege if they can't afford it um, but I would say that education is, is a lifelong process and absolutely we should be you know allowing equality of opportunity to, to education to be the case and to be the reality for students um, as I said education is a lifelong process so if we're talking about if it's a rights based argument it has to work across the board and we should be striving for quality of opportunity and equality of access to education. I'm not asking for everything for free. I'm saying that regardless of how much your parents are earning, regardless of which part of the country you've grown up in, if your passion and your dream is to pursue higher education, be it in the local IT or in the big university, you know, if that's what you want to do, there should be a pathway to doing it. Okay, fi- finally, just before... Austerity and they haven't been brought back up. They don't meet costs of oh, living. Right, okay. Um, just before There's I let you go back to your protest, because I know you want to get back to your protest there. And if anybody wants to support you, they're quite welcome to head along there and beep your horn as you're passing by or go in and give them away or something. Absolutely. Uh, but before I, uh, yeah, I move on, let me just add, a lot of people are texting in today about the lifestyle of the student. I had a guy on there earlier on from Cork who lives beside UCC. He says, I can't believe that students don't have money when I see them out every second night of the week. Somebody on from Galway was talking about Donegal Week, which was last week. I don't know what even Donegal Week is, but it's another week where students get very drunk for the whole week. Um, students dr- driving regularly he said uh, they only live up the road from the college and they're driving other cars. CSO has pointed out clearly that students, more students than and not now, drive to college rather than getting public transport or walking, right? So the point is, students now are better off financially than they were 30 years ago. They have their holiday, they have their drinking. Um, I'm, I'm not suggesting they shouldn't have a life, but isn't college time all about sacrifice? Niall, you're presenting anecdotes to me and not the facts and not the, not the data to back it up. So I would argue with you that I see plenty of students in significant financial distress while they're in college. I see students at risk of homelessness and students who are faced with homelessness while they're in college. So, you know, we, we can exchange anecdotes as long as we like, but there's a reality. And at the end of the day, we should all be striving for equality of access. And that's what I'm asking for. I'm not asking for, every, for the sun, moon and stars. I'm asking for a bare minimum, opening the door and allowing people in. Um, that's what our protests are about and that's what our message is and we and, and we believe that public institutions because that's what our universities are should be 
striving towards that Okay, let, let me just read out one text to you before you go. Uh, somebody says, Jesus, what is she on about? My daughter is studying uh, and in London for nursing as the government here won't set up enough courses for them and make the points too high to get rid of most of the hopeful uh, would-be nurses and so they go to the UK and probably never come back again. Another debate, she says. But my daughter is charged £9,300 per year and money to live on. Ireland's fees are so low, 3300 in compared to the comparison to the UK, says John. In other words, you want it to be cheaper than everywhere else is the point he's making. And that, other, you know, the, the, there is pain involved in third level education, financial pain, because countries just can't afford to give everything away for nothing. That's the point he's making, I suppose. Well, there are plenty of countries that find ways of, you know, making education accessible to, to, to great numbers of students and to keep fees much lower than what we're seeing in the UK and much lower what we see in Ireland. So I do believe that there are ways of doing it. There are ways of funding and investing in it so that that equality of access is championed and promoted. Um, and I, I absolutely believe that we should not be edu- going in the direction of the UK or absolutely not going in the direction of the United States. We should be, you know, providing equality of access and, and not looking to, 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 to raise up fees. However, today's protest, as I, as I was mentioning, is about housing and, and access okay. to housing while you're in education. All right, listen, Joanna, yeah, go back to your protest there, and I hope it's a successful right. protest. All Thanks right. a million, Bye-bye. Joanna Siereska, who is the uh, spokesperson uh, for the Students' Union there in UCD. All right, after the break, um, uh, keep texting in, keep WhatsApping. Uh, the number is 87 8 and let us know what you think. Hello, Helen, how are you? Good afternoon to you. You there, hey, huh? Niall, how are you doing? Good. You're living in Rhode Island as we speak. I am indeed. I was listening to your show and I was just boiling with uh, uh, people complaining about $3,000. I mean, it's insane. Well, it, well, it's about, yeah, about 3, well, it's 3,300, 3,500 euro, which is about $3,900 at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at statistics, statistics here in Rhode Island and uh, URI, which the uh, university here, uh, your average uh, tuition uh, with um, uh, uh, you know help from the from the government, you're looking at fourteen thousand, and then other that's per semester, by the way. Wouldn't room. pardon? I think that fourteen thousand is per semester. They charge per semester, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah. So that's this, that'll be with, three semesters in a year. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's only with with uh, with like health and financial aid. But then you got to take into consideration other costs, books, and on-campus room and board. They're looking here at sixteen thousand two hundred thirteen extra on top of your tuition. And then they have a they have it broken down. I mean, if you're earning less than thirty thousand in the United States, but in Rhode Island for URI, um, your average cost is twelve thousand nine hundred. Uh, if you go up anywhere to one thousand, earning one hundred ten thousand, your average cost with um, help from financial aid is twenty five thousand. Gosh, that's a big so, chunk of your salary, massive. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, in other words, what you're saying to me is they should be thankful for small mercies, is what you're saying. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Uh, well, by the way, Helen, what has you in what has you in Rhode Island? You're clearly Irish, so what what has you in Rhode Island? Oh, I met a man in Limerick and uh, headed off to Rhode Island about 24 years ago. It's a beautiful <laughs> part of the, the country, by the way. It's just uh, off the border of New York, there in the province of Rhode Island, which is probably the same population, actually a little bit less than the population of Dublin, I suppose. 
Actually, it's not off uh, New York. Rhode Island is well, actually... Well, it shares a border, doesn't it, with New York? No, 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 no. We're actually... Connecticut is between uh, New York and Rhode Island. Oh, I thought they shared a border. I actually Boston. thought they shared a border. But there you go. Okay. No, we're near Boston. Wrong. We're on the border of Massachusetts and Connecticut. Right, okay, okay, okay. So, uh, it, well, yeah. it's, uh, and I'd say, is it still quite cold? Because you're up quite high there. Is it still quite cold? It's not actually... It's, it's, it's actually... <laughs> It's been the best winter since uh, 1984, so they say. <laughs> right, okay. You get a fair bit of snow, I imagine, do you? Oh, we do. We get we get pummeled with snow usually in the wintertime. Yeah, because uh, it's quite high up yeah, there. Yeah, 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 well, you're up closer yeah. to the Canadian border there as well, you know. All right, well, it's, it's uh, wonderful yeah. to listen to you and wonderful to talk to you. And, and I'm glad. And uh, things are going well for you over there, yeah? Life is going well? They're going great, yeah. Great. Would you ever move back to Ireland, by the way? Would you ever move back to Ireland? Pardon? Would you ever move back to Ireland? Already thinking about it. And what, yeah. do, you, what do you miss Already about Ireland? About what do you miss about it? I'm just curious now. Uh, definitely the different sense of humour. Uh, people are a lot more um, uh, fun in Ireland, I suppose. Right, OK. <laughs> are people a bit more distant over there? They wouldn't kind of say hello to you on the street or anything, would they? They definitely are. The Americans tend to take a lot of things very... Um, uh, you know, the flagging is not the same. Yeah, you can't um, have the banter, no. The banter, there you go. The banter yeah. is not the same. Yeah, yeah. nobody gossips about each other. They don't, there's no gossip, <laughs> no scandal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Helen, have a wonderful time. Thanks, and have a great future in Rhode Island. I hope I see you back in Ireland at some point, all right? Uh, there you go, there's Helen in Rhode Island. She's saying they should be thankful for small mercies. You should move to America and see what college fees are like every semester. Uh, you'd have to sell your home, nearly. Valerie, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Valerie? I'm good, Matt. How are you? How you doing? Uh, Valerie, I mean, what do you make of the students giving out about the cost of accommodation and generally the cost of being a student in Ireland? Now, accommodation in certain parts of Ireland is excessive. There's no getting away from that, right? Mm -hmm. But I actually think we're privileged in Ireland. I think that that's the one thing we really have got right in Ireland is access to education. But according according to Anna earlier on there, she believes that third-level education is a right. I I believe it's a privilege, by the way, personally. It is a privilege. I consider it a privilege to have a good education as well. Mm -hmm. Because years ago, you might have people that had the aptitude and the capability, but financially their parents couldn't afford it. Or they might be widowers or, you know, young, and the kids have to go and get jobs at 15 and 16 years of age. Whereas times have changed. We've moved on an awful lot from that. Um, but what I do think is people need to make wiser decisions. If we're living in a particular city in Ireland and there's a course similar to what you want to do, I understand there are certain cities up in Dublin, there might be, you know, you might, if you want to do certain law degrees or medicine, you may have to go to Dublin. But they're choosing uh, colleges and universities in other cities and they're increasing the cost on their household of paying for digs. I know Mind somebody who chose a college in Galway just because his mate was going there. Well, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's yeah. fine if you have plenty of money and, you know, you have 10,000 sitting aside every year to pay for digs. Yeah. But you, you have to cut your clothes accordingly. Now, all I can say is I can speak. I have two sons that went through third-level education. One has graduated. They both worked very, very hard. They had part-time jobs throughout the four years. One of them is back-to-back. He's actually up from 7 o'clock this morning to go into UL. He's lectured to 6 o'clock in all his tutorials. He's flat out with lectures and he attends every single one of them because he gets top results. It's all A's and B's he gets. Well done, But so. he works his arse off. But it is... And as he, as he... Now, when you say he works his arse off, is he helping to fund the college fees? 
or, yes. or is he using that money he works he as our boss to have a good time? Completely. Right. Now, he, now in third year, when you're in the University of Lincoln, but it's the same in some of the other third levels, you have to go on placement. Now, unfortunately, he was, we're in Limerick. He was put on placement, which I headed up and down with the university. I think this is a very bad idea. This puts a lot of financial pressure on parents. Um, and I'm by myself educating them. I'm a single parent. So he got placement in Mayo. So because of that, um, he never would have been able to come down in the eight or ten months because the public transport was dark. Get up there, it often fails to get from Galway to Mayo. Yep. So we had the extra expense of getting a car for three or four thousand that was somewhat get reliable insurance. for the journey. Three thousand for insurance. Um, so they are putting them in placement sometimes in third levels far too, you know, very far cheaper away. Cheaper to buy a helicopter, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it, that increased the cost an awful lot. Now, some courses, they pay them zero. He got a few hundred a week, so he paid his own digs, his own feed, you know, food yeah. expenses, and his own diesel money. We bought him the car and helped with his insurance. But they funded themselves completely. Well, that's um, great to hear. And, and, and by the way, that's what students should be doing. I know yes, it's tough. And I, just I do, to I do well, know it's tough uh, to go no, to college and get a part-time job and do it all. But that's, that's the, there's no, no pain, no gain. You know what I mean? No. Now, he can't. He, he has actually said to me in third year this year with the course he's doing his biomedical engineering. It's a very demanding course that he won't be able to work this year because there's way too many lectures on it. This particular semester is absolutely back-to-back and I wouldn't put him under that pressure. But he saved enough money in his placement to be able to fund himself. That's good. You know, if, Well, he sounds like so go, a good, reasonable young man and a good, sensible yeah, young man. Yeah, and a lot of the students are very hardworking. Yes, does he go out and party for rag week and these weeks? He does, but I think they're entitled to do that. And another thing, if they go down in their exams, they're actually out the door. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I, I by the way, I, in case anyone thinks I'm giving out, I've no problem with them going off and getting pissed every now and again. You yeah, know, everybody's done that. Right, but, to that. Yeah, but in saying that, don't come back then moaning to me and saying you've no money. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think students no, well, nowadays probably, want everything, everything for nothing. Well, I think they'd go hungry now rather than that party, to be honest with you. <laughs> they the money would go on the drink and, you yeah. know, they live on beans and toast for the week. The odd, pe- the odd reheated pizza. <laughs> well, it's a student experience. And I mean, that's a big part of going to college. You know what I mean? They'll always remember it. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much indeed, Valerie, and fair play to your two sons. You should be very proud of them. Um, I've got to wrap it up just before I go. Richie says, by the way, in relation to Rhode Island, you're both right. And New York does share a border, but it runs along the Block Island Sound, which is a body of water which separates Long Island, New York, from Rhode Island State. Because I, I, I remember, because I know, because my cousin used to live in New York State, and I remember talk, she was used to talk to me about going to Rhode Island um, and going across a border, going across a river, going across something anyway, I remember. So that's how I kind of always thought it was on the border of New York. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.